Hey there, Mojo Sports fans. Welcome to a bonus episode of the NRL show. It's your host, Lainey, here. In this bonus episode of the NRL show, the panel we're deep in discussion about the media reports of the ARL Commission's plans to expand the NRL competition to 20 NRL teams by 2035. The panel unpacks what this would mean for the competition, takes an honest look at why it's perhaps too early to be considering adding three more teams to the roster. Gabby, Lachlan, Emma and I unpack it all. Let's talk about the 20 team planned expansion for the competition by 2035. Um, who wants to kick off first? Because um, I'm already wondering, just as, as a panel, how would that sort of workload look like for us to sort of cover that many games? And there's the previews and reviews each week. I'm sure betting agencies are going to be quite happy with the number of uh, teams available and, you know, extra revenue for them to bring in. But um, in terms of actual planning and scheduling, Lachlan, I know that one of the first things that you said to us uh, when you introduced yourself um, in our first episode for the season was that you're, you've got quite a mind when it comes to looking at scheduling and such. Look, I can go to you first to ask what, you know, how would um, 20 teams work? But I think um, another thing that we should definitely cover is the likelihood, um, the feasibility of doing that and whether 2035 really is a realistic um, date in order to um, reach that. Yeah, so it's a very interesting topic that the NRL is going to have to deal with over the next decade. And uh, if the recent articles are anything to go by, they're looking at going into the Pacific first up. And I think uh, they definitely deserve a team, but we really need to go about it the right way in order to make sure that this team not only has success in the short term, but can build and create pathways for the long term. So uh, in the reports recently, there's talk of a team being based out of Cairns to play across squad the Pacific and Papua New Guinea. And when I first saw this, my initial thought was that's going to be a lot of travel. If they're playing home games in potentially four or five different countries and training in Cairns and then traveling all across Australia for away games, that's a big workload and a big disadvantage for that team. So I'm really not sure that's the way to go for an 18th team. Um, I think to bring it up to 18, I think we need to go for a bit of a safer option. And I think Perth is that option, really. Uh, we've had a previous franchise, obviously didn't didn't have much success, but uh, I think with North Sydney Bears, they've expressed interest in looking at relocating to Perth and merging with perhaps whatever dregs are left of the Western Reds to um, create the 18th NRL team. And I think uh, a Perth Bears side would be a good way to bring the NRL back to an even number of teams to start with. And then we can look at moving into the Pacific. Yeah, fair call. Anyone else got any takes on this? I completely agree. If it, if that was, if we had to choose that, I think that would be the way to go. And it really would expand it more to the other side of the country that's kind of their own country over there and hopefully can sort of grow a bit more from that side um, because at the moment, I mean, I don't really know people over there, but I feel like they don't even really pay any attention. Um, so it's really hard to grow it from like a grassroots if there's no team, but it's kind of the chicken and the egg te- thing. Like what what do you do first? How do you start the game um, if they don't really have any excitement to watch and look up to, but also if there's no one there, but bringing like the Bears, as you say, Lachlan, over, kind of a good way to kickstart it. It would make sense um, to have 
a team that's you know perhaps in um, Western Australia, but I do know that the Western Force and Rugby Union often found it quite difficult when it came to travelling, um, you know, for the Super Rugby contest and the scheduling, and then there was also like viewership issues with the later time, and and you know rugby and rugby league are two codes that don't necessarily have you know as high um, a viewership over in WA as it does on the East Coast. Um, so even if they were to have games there, will they even get the crowd turnout, um, you know, at the stadium? So there's there's several things to think about. I think at the end of the day, like, we're looking at, I think the NRL is trying to beat the AFL at the end of the day because I guess that's their main competitor and they're going to target areas where the AFL is more prominent. I think the whole beating the AFL thing, the NRL have really shown their intentions there with, moving State of Origin games to Perth and, and Adelaide. And I think they've had pretty good results with that. They tend to get pretty big crowds. But whether that would translate into NRL crowds if a team was brought up there remains to be seen. I'm more keen for um, expanding the game. I know having a Pacific team would be great because quite a lot of the players that are coming through the pathways that are getting picked for NRL are actually Pacific Island players because, you know, at that age from 15 to you know, 20, they are actually bigger, solid, fast, strong. They're able to uh, pretty much take to the field and be NRL ready very quickly. I mean, you get 16-year-olds that are already six foot tall and, you know, at 120 kilos. And if you're someone like Uncle Nick or, you know, whomever um, who's um, running a club, that's the sort of talent that you're going to be spending your money on and bringing through. Um, and with Pacific families, there's a lot of cultural aspects that, you know, you need to consider. So, I mean, it becomes a little bit, I think, perhaps regarded by the NRL, a bit too hard right now for a Pacific team. So, so I can see the importance of having a Pacific team come. And I imagine they will be um, quite a force <laughs> to be reckoned with. But um, and, but I think they're, they're often the biggest issue that they will um, be faced with is just the financial side of it. In terms of like risk and reward, I guess, Papua New Guinea and, you know, the South Pacific, there's a pretty big supporter base there for rugby league. And it, while it would be risky financially, it wouldn't be too much of a risk in terms of growing the game. And it wouldn't be much of growing the game, really, where rugby league is the national sport in Papua New Guinea and they already have a team playing in the Queensland Cup. Whereas Perth would be a little bit more expansionist and looking to grow a new fan base within Australia. And I think that needs to be prioritised first before we look at are we giving, you know, rugby league heartlands in Papua New Guinea uh, an NRL team? In my opinion, I think the, we've got the Dolphins. We've got this step and I think don't get too, too far ahead of ourselves mm -hmm. with where this is all going. Let's just settle in. Let's just see where the Dolphins are going to take us with this year. And I don't know, I think... Um, you touched on it before, the whole chicken and the egg situation. Should we be funneling more money into grassroots and bush footy and building up that junior system for those sides that may be introduced in the future to have a stable founding, like that they have kids coming through and they're not going to face challenges around, yeah, running out of players because they've just dropped in at an AFL-dominated town and uh trying to find players from all over the place. That's just if it was to go to Perth or Adelaide or something like that. I just think we just need to yeah, take a step back and just focus more on building it from the ground up type situation. But, again, it's a business and maybe this is as fast-paced as the game is. We need to be fast-paced with expansion. So. Kind of right, Gabby. I think everyone's just getting a bit 
you know, drunk on the Kool-Aid about the dolphins at the moment and thinking, oh, yeah, yeah we can do this. And, and watching the um, doco, um, The Dawn of the Dolphins, you know, there's a lot involved when it comes to having a team. Everyone had the benefits of, you know, a team like their dolphins, which already had a pretty well-established fan base. And Absolutely right, though. Like, it's flashy in perspective, but there's not many Wayne Bennett's. So it's mm, yeah. trying to establish that from the ground up. It's not... It's easier said than done. Yeah. But we'll see. And also it's taken us, what, like 15, 20 years or something to put an extra team exactly. and now all of a sudden we think we're going to put another three teams in. And where are they going to take their players from if they're not sort of investing in the grassroots as well and those pathways? I mean, they're going to have to steal them from B and, you know, good luck trying to steal them from AFL. Um, it's going to have lots of reserve players and then the competition is going to be a bit lower class lower the best word but you know what I mean yeah mediocre quality yeah perhaps yeah saw um and it was only just a sort of a passing headline I don't know how true it is that apparently the NRL were looking at um, rejected NFL players to uh, come over and play here to help you know be part of that competition I'm thinking okay if you say so (laughs) why wouldn't you have a look at what's already in your backyard and you know you know foster that talent I was just going to say I'm sure we've got plenty of talent that just they they never make it as like as it is so why do we need to look for their rejected players when there's probably a lot of rejected players here that never get a chance or are never given the opportunity to take it further or never had anyone invest in them they're getting like I was watching on the news they were getting government funding for this potential expansion but my argument is sort of also I know like the women's game like Mm. if you're going to expand the NRL wouldn't you start expanding it in the women's game first and then you could get a club that had a women's team, the 20s, the reserves, and build it up that way? That When I say, like, starting at grassroots, you've got to include the women in there as well because this yeah. is still – it's a patchy area with the women getting paid correctly and they're still fighting these fights today. Like, the women's league hasn't broken through yet. So strip it back work on the fundamentals, and then let's expand. Yeah. yeah, That's a whole point. different kettle of fish, the women's game. But No, no that, that's a good point, Gabby. I mean, like when I read and, you know, like watch and listen to everyone's particular perspectives um, in response to this um, announcement, hardly anyone, in fact, I don't think anyone has actually talked about what the women's game should be doing if that's where they're looking to um, expand the game. So no, that's an absolutely fair point. Yeah. Yeah, and in the past, like, what is it, like five years or something, the the women's game has made leaps and bounds, but we still have so much to go. Like we, we need to remember how far we have come and be like, yeah, that's that's great. Like celebrate that because I think a lot of people get carried away. Why can't we have more? We need to have more. We do, but also celebrate how far we have come because it's only been not that long since we started even getting women's games televised. And we started out with, what, like four teams? So many more that were added this year and it's going to keep growing. So it's like... Yeah, keep pushing, but also like recognize that it is that it is coming. But it should be a much bigger priority for the NRL right now in terms of setting up proper kind of grassroots and reserve grade systems for the women's competition at the moment. Yeah. Right now, you have players playing in state competitions and then going off to a national competition, and in the end, not getting paid enough to do that in a professional capacity. And that that needs to change before we can look at going to 20 teams for the NRL. It's a much bigger market from a business perspective to the women's game. 
than any potential expansion team in the NRL. So the NRLW, like their viewership ratings had picked up significantly, you know, as the number of teams increased. And um, it was, and I, I remember um, Channel 9 sort of reporting and saying it was a bit of a surprise to them. And I thought, what do you mean it's a surprise? There's an entire market, an entire audience there that um, you haven't really been, um, you know, servicing. And, you know, obviously there's a demand for it, obviously improve the supply. And um, we'll start to see, you know, more teams, obviously, better sponsorship, better salaries, all of the eyeballs and things that go around, you know, in the background that need to sort of drive um, that activity uh, to happen. So, Couldn't we be focused on every club having a women's team? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't they be, like, following, doing, having the exact same schedule as the men and be the opener for the men? Exactly. Like, I agree. The one thing that really pisses me off is State of Origin, how the women's, oh, yeah, the women have a, a game. Like, why it's can't they play the under-18s, the under-20s all play before the men's game? Why can't the women play before the men's game and yeah. have three games? Oh, There's so God. many gaps. There's so many gaps that need to be improved before we think about bringing in a Perth team or an Adelaide team or a Pacific team. Like, it's just... That's good and well in the future. Let's just address the issues we have here now and the gaps we need to sort of fill out now. There you have it, everyone. It was well summarised by our panel and we conclude that there is still much needed for investment domestically with grassroots level talent. Building good pathways, investing in the rural competitions and especially improving the women's game before embarking on expansion. What do you think? Did you have any thoughts yourself about what we discussed or the expansion? We'd love to hear from our listeners. With that, we hope you enjoyed this bonus NRL show episode and we are grateful for you tuning in and your support. Please feel free to tell a friend about our show and help us to spread the word. Until our next episode for our round four preview and round three review, take care of yourself and each other.